0: My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. I want to talk to you tonight about prayer for wisdom, enlightenment, and revelation of God's love. So before we get into this particular word, there are two things that I want to bring to your attention, two things that can change you. Number one, the Word of God is living powerful sharper than a two-edged sword piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit it goes deep into the joints and the moral so if we want to be changed into the same image from glory to glory one of the greatest ways we can be changed is by studying to show ourselves approved unto god hearing the word of god studying the word of god uh, going to church and hearing the word of god listening to the word of god the word of god can change us the word Word of God can transform us as a matter of fact the Bible says it's very important that we build our lives build our houses on the word of God. So when the winds come and the storms come, our house will still be standing. It won't sink. Why? Because we built our lives on the word of God. So the word of God has the power. It's an incorruptible seed and it has the power to change your life. It has the power to heal your soul. It has the power to bring deliverance to you. It has the power to set you free from the spirit of fear. So know that the The word of God can change you the Bible says in uh, Romans 12 1 2 that we're not to be conformed to this world but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds our minds can be renewed our minds can be restored we can change our thinking and that happens through the word of God the other thing that can change us and I've seen it over and over and over is prayer Prayer changes things. The first thing that prayer changes is you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says in that scripture that when we behold Him, the Bible says we are changed into the same image From glory to glory to glory. So when you pray, when you go into your prayer closet, when you shut your door and you pray to your father in secret, you may not see him. You may not know what's happening, but you are being changed You are being transformed. You are beholding him. And as you behold him in degrees, one degree after another degree after another degree, you are being changed. So prayer changes you. And we don't always see the results. of of what happens to us in the secret place of prayer. But know that it happens gradually. It's just like going to the gym and working out. We make a decision that we're going to work out and we wanna change our bodies. So we begin where we are. We begin with 15 minutes of going on the treadmill. We begin with five pound weights and we do what we can do with those five pound weights. And, And after a while we increase our capacity to uh, exercise more, to use more weights, because we're strengthened and we're getting stronger and stronger. And at first we don't see how our, our bodies are changing. But they're changing. They're changing from the inside out and you can't always see it. And then as, as we do, those, do pray, we find that our capacity for prayer increases. That you may start with 15 minutes. Listen, I wasn't planning on getting it going here, but you begin with 15 minutes of prayer and it may seem like a drudgery and you're watching and praying and you're looking around and praying and you're distracted and you're praying. But after a while, your capacity for prayer increases and you begin to mount up with wings like eagles. You begin to go into the presence of God with clean hands and a pure heart. And you begin to seek his face and you begin to pray. And after a while you realize, wow, the time just flew. Why? Because you begin to cultivate the presence of God. And the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. And so the presence of God begins to to, um, rise inside of you and shine and it begins to transform you and it it causes you to after a while crave the presence of God. So prayer changes things. And the first thing that prayer changes is you. The second thing prayer changes is your world. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, That the scripture says, if you see that there's no rain and if you see that you're in a drought and if you see that your nation is in need, if you see that there's a need around you, the scripture says, if my people, which are called by my name, if they would just humble themselves and pray and seek my face, God said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin and I will heal the land. So prayer changes your world. If you want your world to change, pray. If you want your kids to to be restored, pray. If you want restoration in your marriage, pray. If you want to see the United States of America uh, turn toward the things of God, pray for your nation. But know that prayer changes your world. I know one thing. This one thing is this. That if there there is no temptation taken us but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will with that temptation cause a way of escape. One of the greatest things we can do is pray, and there's nothing that can that can stop our prayers. The Bible says, "The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much." Just have faith. That your prayers are working. Your prayers work. Your prayers avail much. Have confidence that if you ask anything according to His will, He hears you. And if you know He hears you, you know you have the petitions you desire. So prayer changes things, it changes you, and it changes your world. Not only that, Revelations 5:8 says that when you pray, and this is happening in the spirit. You don't see it happening, but this is happening in the spirit. And I pray that God opens up our hearts and opens up our eyes so that we can see what's really happening. But when we pray, what happens is Revelations 5.8, our prayers ascend up into the throne room of grace and the scripture says it goes into the, into the heavenlies and it is like incense. Okay, so when you pray incense is being released before the throne room of grace not only that but God said in his word when you seek me and you come um, into my presence he said I will reward you openly and I like to look at that scripture like this for me personally. What is the greatest reward that I can have as a believer? I feel, this is my 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 take on, on that scripture, I believe the greatest reward that we can have when we spend time in the presence of God is to be a sweet aroma and a carrier of the presence of God everywhere we go. I, I had it happen recently where I was in a corporate event And one of the corporate leaders came up to me and it was the best compliment I had ever received in my life and this gentleman said to me he said he's well first of all he said to me are you a minister and I said well yes what makes you ask he said he said because he said because you he said because he said the way you carry yourself he says and you carry a presence I have no greater joy than to hear somebody say that I carry the presence of God. Are you listening? When we're carriers of the presence of God, we're carriers of the Holy Spirit. And He goes about doing good. And He desires to bring healing and deliverance and safety and soundness to people. He desires that as we're carriers of His presence to convict and convince the world of their need for Jesus. So, I believe that one of the greatest things about being a man and a woman of prayer is it increases the awareness of the presence of God that we become like a fragrance of Jesus everywhere we go. It's not always seen with the eye. Listen, but isn't isn't that what Helen Keller said? It's felt with the heart. So our prayers are like incense. Now we're going to go into our Our teaching today. um, And remember, we're specifically talking about the prayer of intercession. I told you this before. I'll say it again for the new people. There are all different kinds of prayer. We're specifically talking about the prayer of intercession. I am so looking forward to teaching you how to enter into the secret place and how to develop intimacy with God and the steps and so on and so forth. But I haven't gotten there yet. It's our desire to not only teach precept, but also example and practical ways of how to pray because people want to pray but they just don't know how so we're talking about the prayer of intercession and the holy ghost wanted me to bring this out there are four in elements or ingredients to successful intercession the first one is a vision you know the bible says without a vision the people perish or the people cast off restraint. It's very important that we have vision specifically in the prayer of intercession. Now, how does vision come? Vision can come from two sources. Vision can come from the rama of God's word. What is the rama of God's word? It is the logos, which is the written word, becoming rama, the spoken word to you, God. Highlights a scripture to you and he says this is my will. This is the time. This is the season This is the place. This is the vision. I want you to pray it through the victory. So we have to have vision Okay, now we learned last week about what the promises of God are for the salvation of our families That's imparting vision. God said to us you will be saved and your household. That's my promise That's vision and when you have vision in prayer it causes you to hold on it causes you not to grow weary and well-doing it causes you to keep on praying until you pray that uh, that that particular situation through to vision. so it's vi- through to victory so it's very important that you have vision now discouragement is the beginning of the loss of vision are you listening now i have been in the ministry since 1981 and I can tell you the, the, the honest to God's truth. I, God gave me a vision specifically for the east coast of the United States of America. And he said this land that is desolate. He actually was a word out of Ezekiel 36. He said this land that was desolate, he said, is going to become like the Garden of Eden. He said that the cities are gonna be filled with flocks of men. The ground is gonna be tilled. The ground, the soil is gonna be prepared. And the Spirit of God said to me, it's because of the prayers of the righteous having a powerful effect. And Margie, I want you to go and I want you to teach my people about prayer. And he imparted that vision into my heart. And I have been running with that vision since 1981. But in in December, not June, of 2017 the devil whose primary mission is to kill steal and destroy our, not only your lives but the work of God the things of God and in building the kingdom the devil began to um, for the first time ever in all these years began to um, I don't even know how to describe it he just began to it wasn't even an oppression it was like a, a, a light cloud. And he began to speak. You know, the devil speaks. Did you know the devil speaks? You know that, right? In thoughts. And he, you know, that's why, you know, you got to watch what you listen. Take heed to what you're hearing. And the, and the devil began to say to me, this revival it's never going to happen. What are you kidding? People aren't praying. You teach KIU events and you teach an hour and people fizzle out during the corporate united prayer time. They fizzle out after 15 minutes. You, Margie are wasting your time and I started getting discouraged. Now listen, for me to get discouraged especially when it comes to the things of prayer is 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 like near honest to God, near impossible. But I began to get discouraged. I began to grow weary in well doing. And, and what God began to say to me, he said to me, Margie, you know, you, you've lost your vision. Discouragement is the beginning of the loss of vision. You've grown weary in well doing. And so instead of opening up my mouth, I retreated. I went back. I went into the presence of God. I stopped. You know, in, in every great army, there's a time to camp and a time to advance. We have to take heed to the season that we are in. And I knew in my heart that God was saying, oh, this is for somebody, listen. I knew in my heart that what God was saying is I want you to retreat, I want you to step back, and I want you to camp. It's time for you to seek me. I'm doing a new thing. I'm regrouping my church. I'm pulling this one out over here and I'm putting this one over there. I'm doing a new thing. I'm putting this one who's been in the back in the forefront. I want you to retreat and I want you to wait upon me. So I waited on God and I waited on God. And I waited on God. And then about January in the middle of January, something on the inside. Actually, I had a dream. <laughs> and God spoke to me through a dream. And he told me, He said, I am with you. I want you to go forth. And I want you to preach my word. And I want you to advance the kingdom. And I want you to preach the word of prayer. And I am anointing my church with fresh oil in the the area of prayer. And I'm gonna ramp up the prayer movement. And I want you to teach people what I have taught you. All of a sudden, vision was once again imparted to me. And so therefore, I was able to step up. My spirit man rose up and I began to do what God has called me to do. So what I am saying to you is when it comes to prayer and even anything in life, without a vision, the people perish. The book of Habakkuk says, that the, uh, Habakkuk said, I'm going to go stand on my watch and I'm going to see what God is going to say to me. And he retreated. And he prayed, and the Bible said God spoke to him, and God said, I'm going to impart to you vision, and I'm going to write the vision on the tablet of your heart, and I want you to run with it when you read it. Though the vision tarries, you wait for it, because I am not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent What I have spoken, I will make good. It is time for my church to arise. It is time for my church to shine. It is time for me to do some great and mighty things. The enemy has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have come that your faith fail not. And let me tell you this, the more they were persecuted, the scripture says concerning the children of Israel, the more they grew and multiplied. The devil is afraid not of who you are, he is afraid of what you are becoming. Are you listening? So he saw, I believe, I know, I don't know how a whole thing works, but the enemy had to see something. Toward the latter part of 2017, 2017 he saw that the church was shifting. He saw angelic, angelic hosts being released. He saw things changing in the spirit. So he tried to oppress the church. But you know, the more we were persecuted, the more the warfare came, the more we just grew and multiplied. And I'll tell you where you were growing and where you were multiplying. You were growing in the secret place. You were growing in the garden of your heart. Your roots were going deep into the soil of God's love and his faithfulness, and because you did not move, and because you said yes to everything God's called you to be, and called you to do, God said, now it's time, now is the time, you are the one that I have chosen, I'm prophesying to somebody, I don't even know who it is, but listen, it's bearing witness with your spirit, now is the time, this is the place, you are the people, get ready, God is doing some great, now listen, there is someone listening, and I don't want this to turn into a prophecy thing, but I still have to follow the Holy Ghost because we know that the purpose of this is to teach prayer. But, but you know, you also don't want to be like the horse and the mule that has to be pulled by a bit and pulled toward doing the will of God. God said, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Anything God tells you to do, my friend, is for the benefit of you, your family, and for building the kingdom. So our part is to simply be willing and obedient. God said you will eat the good of the land. The scripture says, I don't know exactly where, but there's a scripture that says that my people will be willing in the day of my power. You see, God is getting ready to do some great and mighty things. So it's our part is to yield to Him. Our part is to be willing. Our part is to be obedient. And I understand that some of the things he's telling you to do is not easy. I get it. I have to be honest I didn't want to do what it didn't want to do the media work in this new season but got to do it And 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 when God tells you to do it there's an anointing to do it if there's not an anointing on something God may not be in it so if God's not in it or you don't sense the anointing or you don't sense that zeal you need to get retreat go into prayer and say Lord rightly divide the word of truth Lord what are you saying to me step back pray in tongues Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray out the mind, will, and the purpose of God. And when you do that, he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable. Thank you, Psalms 110 verse three. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts and then your plans will succeed. There are some leaders listening to this tonight, and God has just spoken a word in season to you tonight. Get ready, and don't be, you know, like the horse and the mule. It's got to be pulled by a bit. Just say yes, Lord. Just say yes to everything he has for you. There is more in you than you think you have. You see, you know, a lot of times we look at ourselves and and we say, you know, know, how could God ever use me? And, And we look at our weaknesses and we look at all the things we do wrong and the areas where we mess up. And God says, you know what? It's not by might. It's not by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. I'm the one that's working through you. I just need you to let me flow through you. Let me use you. Let me rise up within you because I want to use you in this day and in this hour. Okay. So we have to have vision. The other thing we have to have is desire. Desire to be intimate with God, number one. A desire to be intimate with God. We're talking about prayer, specifically the prayer of intercession. Desire to be intimate with God. You know, the Word of God says you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. So it's a desire to be intimate with God. That's why we want to be men and women of prayer. So it's a desire to to... Not only be intimate with God, but a desire to see people saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. May our thoughts become His thoughts. This is a prayer that I pray. It's actually a two and a half page prayer. Maybe one day I'll I'll share it in a note or something. But it's a prayer that God gave me through, actually through Rick Joyner's writings and just by reading the call and reading some of the things that he had in his books and how Jesus' wisdom spoke to him. But we, what we need to do is, is pray the prayer of Lord. Let my, my thoughts become agreeable with Your thoughts. Lord, may my heart be your heart. Lord, give me the wisdom to discern what is in my own heart and mind and what is in your heart and mind. So it's a desire to see people saved and set free. That's God's heart. That's God's desire. And when we're gripped with God's heart and we're gripped with his desire, it'll cause us to to continue in prayer and watch and be steadfast, unmovable, continuing in the work of intercession desire to see his plan, his kingdom established in the earth, okay? So it's a desire to see his plan. See, I desire... You know, because God put it in my heart and in many of your hearts, I desire to see this whole earth being filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I desire that that the Holy Spirit be poured out on the young and the old. You know, there's no junior Holy Spirit. We have young people watching tonight and we have older people watching tonight. It's it, And when we hook up with that desire, God says that it causes, Causes us to continue in prayer and to stay motivated. Habakkuk 1.5. The Bible says, Behold ye among the nations and watch, be utterly astounded. I am going to work a work in your day that if it were told you, it would be like a dream. Kenneth E. Hagen once said, and I know you've heard me say it. Kenneth E. Hagen once said, he said, There is going to be a generation that is going to arise in the earth. And he said, it is going to be said of them like it was said of the early church. They that have turned the world upside down have come hither also. There is a good possibility. I thought it would be our generation, the 60s, those of us that are 60s. I thought it was going to be our generation. But obviously, it hasn't happened in our generation. I hope we get to see some, th- some great and mighty things. We're believing God for that. But it's our, at this point, it's, it's our job to train and equip this up-and-coming generation. So we're the mothers and the fathers. But it's very possible that it's the Millennials and the Z generation that I write in my book about it might write in my book content it's very possible that it's going to be them that are going to be that generation that Kenneth E Hagan prophesied of so desire desire to revival to manifest the prayer of Habakkuk you know this scripture I've heard your speech and I was afraid and how did Habakkuk pray he prayed Lord revive your work it's not our work it's his work Lord, revive your work. In the midst of the years, in wrath, remember mercy. And what happened? When he prayed that prayer, the Bible says... God came, and the secret of the hiding of his power was in his hands. I believe that we are the body of Christ, and members in particular, and we're going to see great miracles manifest through the hands when this renewal, revival, great awakening, whatever you want to call it, it begins to manifest. That's why God is calling the church to prayer. That's why God is ramping up the prayer movement. I follow 365 prophetic um, on Instagram, and I was greatly encouraged when i saw an article by chuck pierce and the thing the holy ghost said in in, it through him was that god is is renewing and restoring the prayer movement god cannot do anything my friends unless men and women pray so uh, this whole movement and what we're sensing god doing with prayer is a is a pre prelude to what he's doing in this upcoming move of god so Lastly, what else do we need? Actually, third from the last, faith. You have to mix your faith with your prayers. Without faith it is it impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of two things. It is the substance of things you hope for. It's the evidence of things you don't see. So when you pray and when you intercede and when you stand in the gap, you have to believe. Believe. Use your faith. Faith, as Kenneth Copeland used to say, is a spiritual force. And it goes into the realm of the spirit. And it is a force. Faith, your faith, flowing through you, is a force. To be reckoned with but when it comes to faith and believing God and standing in the gap in intercession it's very important that you don't negate your prayers your intercessions it's very important that you don't negate your prayers by wrong speaking Abraham considered not his own body neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb listen but he was strong in faith And he gave glory to God. He called those things that be not as though they were. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. When Daniel prayed for 21 days, a messenger was released to Daniel. You look at Daniel chapter 10, and you'll find that Daniel set his heart to seek the Lord. He prayed, he fasted 21 days. And the Bible says that the messenger came to him, whether it was an angel or Jesus, I don't know. But a messenger came to him and said, Daniel, from the first day that you did set your heart to pray and to seek the Lord, now listen, he said, your words were heard and I have come as a result of your words, his words. He said, your words were heard and I have come for your words. It's very important that you don't negate your prayers by wrong speaking. If you're standing in the gap and you're believing God for someone and you have seen some things manifested in the spirit as a result of your prayers, which you will have happen at times in intercession, especially as you develop as an intercessor, you'll be able able to discern. You'll have your your senses exercised that you'll be able to discern where you're at and where that person's at. But it's very important that after you've prayed for someone, that you don't negate your prayers by wrong speaking, by you know saying what you see right in front of you. If you're, if you're praying for your child and you're believing God, that he hasn't given them a spirit of fear and that they're dealing with anxiety and worry and fear, and you're believing God and you're praying the scriptures over them, Don't speak negative over them to your girlfriend and say, well, she's, or he is still fighting this anxiety and still waking up with night terrors. No, 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 no. You speak the word over them. You speak the Bible over them. You say what the Bible says about that particular situation. So we have to have faith. And lastly, another successful ingredient, ingredient necessary is love. When we stand in the gap as intercessors, We're not only, we're to give ourselves cheerfully, but we're to give of ourselves with the right heart. Meaning our prayers should always be born out of a heart of love. A heart of love for God and a heart of love for people. It's very important that we keep ourselves in the love of God. Uh, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ so that when we see people on their way to hell, we can pull them up out of the fire because of the compassion that we have flowing through us in prayer. Many of you have experienced compassion and love rising up when you're praying. Just like faith, that love is a spiritual force and love never fails. So when you're motivated by love, you're being motivated by God. Are you listening? It's a it's a love for God when you're praying and it's a love for people. So we need those four ingredients. Lastly, it's a love, I keep saying it, but you know how it goes. A love for your neighborhood. Do you love your neighborhood? Do you love your city? Do you love your region? Then you will pray for it. And here's a good one. Do you love your nation? When we were doing the KIU events, and we specifically, I was specifically on assignment to pray for our nation. And one of the things the Holy Ghost said to me, and many of you were there, he said, How can you pray for your nation if you don't love your nation? If you're speaking despairingly about your nation, if you're posting on Facebook about the President of the United States, whether we agree with the President of the United States, our opinion doesn't matter. God said, first of all, this is my commandment. You're to pray for those that are in authority, that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. If we don't love our nation, we're not going to pray for our nation. But the love of God, my friends, is shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit stir up that love and begin to stand in the gap for your nation remember we said that um that uh you when you pray prayer changes things prayer can change your nation okay now let's talk about prayer for wisdom enlightenment um rev and a revelation of god's love now i want to talk to you about how to pray for a believer now when we talk about these prayers Uh, I want you also to understand that you can pray these prayers for yourself. These are Holy Spirit-inspired prayers that you can not only pray on the behalf of someone else, but you can pray these prayers for yourself. But here are some prayers, we'll start with a few of them, that you can pray for someone who is already born again. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Now, in the prayer of intercession, you can put that person's name in this particular scripture. You can say, I do not cease to pray for Jackie. For Jackie, what? That. God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give Jackie the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of Jackie's understanding being enlightened, that Jackie would know what is the hope of her calling, that she would be filled with all the fullness of God. Now. When you pray this prayer for whoever it is you're praying for, not only are you praying the word of God, the inspired scriptures, which we said does not return void. You are praying that the eyes of that person's understanding is enlightened. Okay. You have natural eyes. Everyone has natural eyes and everyone has spirit eyes. You begin to pray this prayer. Pray for that person stand in the gap by an intercession for them Pray that God would begin to open up the eyes of their understanding that they would have a Revelation of God and a revelation of Jesus the Holy Spirit will begin to work He will begin to work in them both to will and to do of his good pleasure when a person is born again the Holy Spirit is already on the inside of them. So the Holy Spirit will begin to work and the Holy Spirit will begin to open up their eyes. Some take longer than others. I think some of it has to do with how hard-hearted a person is, how much sin a person is in, how much warfare the person deals with, no matter what, When you pray this scripture over an individual, God will begin to work. Prayer opens up the door for God to work. He will begin to open up the eyes of their understanding. He will begin to speak to them in the night seasons. He will begin to woe them. And you know what revelation is? When we talk about revelation, we're talking about something that a person can walk in and can understand. There's it's one thing to have head knowledge and it's another thing to have heart knowledge. So revelation is heart knowledge. And when you get a revelation of something, it's like it like it pops and it's it's like you see it. For example, I remember when I first got born again, I suddenly knew that I needed God and needed Jesus. That was a revelation. But as I progressed in my walk with God, I remember reading the book of Hebrews, and as I read the book of Hebrews, the eyes of my heart were opened and enlightened. And scriptures that were once dark to me, or uh, not alive to me, became alive, became real. I was able to understand it. What is that? That is the spirit of truth teaching and guiding and leading. So you, this is a good prayer that you can pray for a believer who may be backslid or a believer who needs more revelation, or this is even a good prayer. You could pray for your pastor, that your leader, that God would open up the eyes of his understanding. Give him a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Take him from glory to glory and glory. And when you do, God will answer your prayer. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.